When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. That's right, Mrs. Grasso's birthday on this Saturday, so she gets the musical treatment courtesy of the Fab Four. Not too bad. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN on this Saturday morning, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're taking it right up until 1230 this afternoon. That is when Ranger Hockey takes over the airwaves. The Rangers and the Bees coming up from Boston, but... A lot of football stuff swirling. Tuesday, a pretty big day in NFL circles. Of course, that is the deadline to apply the old franchise tag to one of your free agents if you see fit. We know that the Giants have a couple of potential candidates. And joining us now, the guy who answers all of our questions pertaining to the New York football Giants. He is our dear friend, Jordan Renan. Jordan, long time no chat. It's been, what, like two weeks since we've spoken? My goodness. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the quarterback that's on. It's also Mrs. Grass's birthday. Did I hear that correctly? That is correct. Yes. So this is a, this is a, this is a big day right here. This is a big Huge. Day. You got to you got to bring in you got to bring in the big guests for the big day. There you go. Jordan's on the Mrs. birthday Grass. show. Absolutely <laughs> appreciate you hopping aboard. She'll appreciate it too, uh, for sure. So, all right, we're a few days away. Right now, once Tuesday rolls around, what is your best guesstimate? What do you think the Giants and Daniel Jones are going to arrive at come Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, they're heading in the right direction. They've made progress this week at the Combine, right? It obviously helps when the agents and the team are able to sit down face-to-face. So I think they're moving in the right direction uh, towards the deal. Uh, and I think there's a chance that they get there. It's a reasonable thing that they get there. And if they don't, uh, it's possible that it could just be a placeholder for 24, 48 hours. You know, if they're really close, if you've seen these things happen before. So uh, I do expect when it's all said and done, the final number, and this is just kind of based off what I heard and, and you know, it's right around there that it will be start with a four. Now, not, I know people have talked about, four, you know, he's asking for 45 million, 47 million. I'm not talking that kind of range. I'm talking like, you know, lower fours, but I do think that the, there's a good chance that this ends up in the, the 40 million range. I mean, look, that doesn't really matter as much as the guarantee, the structure, uh, that is more important, I believe, in the years than the actual number. So I don't think, I know a lot of people get stuck on that number and right. uh, that's what get, garners the main attention, but that's really not the most important thing. It could, it could be in the 40s, but the first three years can guarantee 35 million a year. Like, you know, and correct. The last few years are likely usually never guaranteed. So let's, let's just see the structure before everybody has uh, a connection. Right. I think, look, and if you follow the NFL long enough like we've had, it's the guaranteed money that means everything there. The Giants can inflate the final year number, for crying out loud, with the structure just to make the AAV look nice and fancy. But it's not all fully. Right. If it's not all. Most people do that. That is a common thing, by the way. 
Yeah, I mean, look, look at what Patrick Mahomes is doing with his contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, what is $450 million or whatever it is, but, you know, 12 years, the way that it's structured, I think only, what, like 30% of it or something like that is has front-loaded guarantees or something crazy because Patrick Mahomes, much like Tom Brady before him all those years with the Patriots, he kind of left a little in the back so his team could bring in some high-priced talent. From, from your knowledge, Jordan, and what you know about Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, look, he wants to get paid and all these things and be rewarded for his service to the team and the game and all that stuff. Do you think he's aware of the fact, hey, if I leave a little more on the table, it makes my job easier and gives me a chance to be more successful so this team could go out and get other playmakers? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he understands that. he It's being portrayed that way to him. I mean, that's something the Giants are obviously, you know, they've said publicly – I'm sure they say to him, hey, look, yeah, if we want to get this done, I mean, you, we can give you $45 million, but then he's going to be playing with like a, a similar supporting cast that he had last year, right? We need to be able to build the team around him so that we can have a successful team and a successful partnership. So I think that's very clear to Daniel Jones. And uh, look, we sit here and I get it. $40 million, huge number. Right. It, it opens our eyes like, oh, my God, how did he get paid $40 million? I believe that would put him eight most among quarterbacks, right? <laughs> if it's at 40. And then when you're talking about Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow, right, they're going to crush that. Right. They'll easily surpass that, those four guys. And so now you're talking, looking at 12th most among quarterbacks, right? So, and then if Dak Prescott gets a new deal, or an extension at any point in the next year or two, he'll surpass that. So by year two, this is going to be like a top 15 contract. And that look, that's the beauty of it, and we've seen this in the past, right? This is just for the five minutes after the ink is dry that he is, you know, top eight or whatever it is. Once upon a time, Jordan, remember, Joe Flacco was the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL for five minutes. Matt Ryan was yeah. the highest-paid quarterback yeah. for five minutes. And then other guys came along and got new contracts, and then those were almost like charity deals by comparison. Uh, Jordan Renan joining us here for me. To be, fair, the Giants. to be fair, one of those guys won a Super Bowl. He bet and on one himself. of those guys should have. Should have won a Super Bowl, but that's true. And and an MVP, he won. He did win an MVP, Matt Ryan. That's true. And the, in that season, right? Because that was the, the that goes along with the MVP jinx in the Super yep. Bowl with Matt Ryan that year. Um, the yep, change yep. in the change in agents that he made, right? As this whole process was getting underway, going from CAA to athletes first, you could look at that in a couple of ways. Was it because he was unhappy with the numbers that the Giants were putting in front of him, or at least his agents were maybe? getting from the Giants, or was it because CAA was asking for the earth, the moon, and the stars? Daniel Jones didn't necessarily like that because, as we just discussed, he wants to maybe leave a little bit on the table to help out the rest of the team. What do you think prompted the agency change? Yeah, I mean, this is one that you have to go directly to Daniel Jones for, and he has not talked about it. And I don't think he's talked to anybody except, like, the, the direct people involved in that. But – from a distance, what it seems like from talking to people is that him and CAA just weren't on the same page with what his value was ultimately going to be, I think. And he noticed that uh, maybe his thoughts of what and his value, of what his team thought his value was, was higher than they thought would be the market for him. So I, I but this is all conjecture, to be honest with you. Uh, 
And the reality is Daniel Jones had four years to change agents if he wanted. CA, by the way, is a behemoth that has done right. a gazillion quarterback deals, including every quarterback deal with the Giants that most of us can remember, right, because uh, they were Eli Manning's agents too. So it's not that they have not handled big quarterback deals or anything like that. There was just obviously he thought when it came to this contract, he was better off going to somebody else because – he had four years to change agents, and he didn't, and he changed agents right before he went into free agency. So there was obviously something he wasn't extremely happy about, whether it be the actual numbers, preliminary numbers that were exchanged, the expectations, uh, the the treatment that he was getting in regards to coming to this free agency. But it definitely, if you look at the, you know, the facts and what like the timing, it has to do with the contract. Saquon, you know, he's someone that's now kind of standing off to the side and waiting to see how this whole thing plays itself out with Daniel Jones. And then, look, he's a potential candidate here for a franchise tag, certainly if they can work something out with Daniel Jones. Could you see a scenario that forget about how Saquon Barkley, whether it's a contract, whether it's the tag or whatever, where do you put the odds right now, Jordan, that Saquon Barkley is an ex-giant come next season? I'd say it's greater than 50% that he remains with the Giants. Okay. Because when you talk to people around the league, something that I heard, and it was pretty common, was he's more valuable to the Giants than he is to other teams. And I think that, that does make sense in a way, right? Because he, he's not just a running back to the Giants. He's their top playmaker. Whereas – these other teams, they have, you assume most teams have other big playmakers, and you don't really want to build your top playmaker around your running back. But now you're talking about the Giants. They don't have playmakers around him, right? Big-time playmakers. They get rid of him. They don't just need to add wide receivers. They need to just add playmakers in general. So that's another big playmaker that they need. So, And this is a deep running back market, a deep running back draft. It's tough. Somebody told me this, and I, as far as I could – See, it's true. Mm -hmm. If you go look at the running backs that have gotten paid, all the running backs that get paid double digits per year were guys that re-signed with their own team. And think about it. Like, it's the Nick Chubbs, the Christian McCaffrey's member of that that deal from the the Panthers, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Zeke, all these guys, they got it from their team, not on the free agent market, which is kind of interesting. So, if Daniel Jones, they do need that franchise tag for Daniel Jones, that means Saquon Barkley has a shot. You know, he could just go to the open market and at least see what's out there for him. Now, I do believe if Saquon Barkley hit the open market, there would be a deal out there over $10 million at this point. But is there a deal better than what the Giants have on the table, which was that $12 million deal, probably, probably close to thirteen at this point? Like, I, I don't really know about that, to be honest with you. Where do you see things right now, or where do things stand with Leonard Williams? Because Leonard Williams carries a pretty big cap number next year, $32 million, as a matter of fact. 32, uh, yep. Yeah, which, which is a lot. And, look, he's not even the best defensive tackle on his own team. That's, of course, Dexter Lawrence. But Leonard Williams is still a good player. Do you think the Giants would like to do a short-term extension with Leonard Williams to bring that number down? Or do you think potentially, if he's not willing to play ball, is he a candidate to maybe get cut? Yeah, it doesn't really sound like the Giants want to alter that deal and move any more money going forward. He was just injured this year, right? He came, he's coming off an injury-plagued season right now. Uh, 
it doesn't seem like that's something they want to move the money down the road. I think they have a decision to make here. And, and this all plays into the Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley situations also because their choice with Leonard Williams is this. Okay, potentially we keep him at that number, find a way to lower it, or we get rid of him. And instead of Leonard Williams, we could probably get several players in his place, right? Now, obviously not at the level of Leonard Williams, but let's say, you know, quality veterans, you know, three quality veterans at the, on the defensive line instead of Leonard Williams. Uh, I think that's a, a decision the Giants have to make. Can they add the depth that they want and keep Leonard Williams with his number still being high or potentially moving on? And I, I'm starting to think that that might be a little more on board than I thought beforehand because Joe Shane has actually been pretty adamant. It seems like that he wanted to keep Leonard Williams, but then you hear more and more, okay, what are the options? So it's all contingent, I think, and a lot of their moves, and Joe Shane said this this week, is that if you have to have Daniel Jones on the franchise tag, then you have to change your approach in free agency a little bit. There might be some positions where there's you all ultimately, let's say, middle linebacker. Instead of going right. at the top of middle linebacker, you might have to go to a different tier, a middle tier of middle linebacker or inside linebacker because you're paying significant amount against the salary cap. And, and Saquon Barkley, how much he gets, and if he's part of the equation, also is going to affect those decisions, including like Leonard Williams. I'll tell you, a couple of weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, um, we were talking about it a little bit when Bobby Wagner got cut by the Rams. I, I thought of the Giants immediately, but they're not going to have the money to be able to give him what he wants. But, boy, for a team that was so depleted and so in the need of linebackers, like you said and we've talked about yeah. all year, Bobby Wagner for this team, even though he's on the back nine of his career, still was an all-pro last year for the Rams. Boy, he would be a big help to this yeah, room. They're not going to be able to the financially. I'm on the other end of this, Dan. Really? To me, the Bobby Wagners of the world don't make sense for the Giants. Like, Bobby Matt Wagner's the guy who goes to a team that's on the verge of a, you know, of a Super Bowl. The Giants, I believe, need a middle, an inside linebacker that they're signing here that's in his 20s that they're going to have for, you know, that they plan on having here for two or three years at least, and that they're willing to build something. Because I don't think that's too short-sighted, the Bobby Wagner-type signings for me with the Giants because it's going to cost money, as you mentioned. And to do that, and like that's a one- to two-year move. I think they're looking at, we want a guy who's going to be in the middle of our defense for a, a while. And I don't know that Bobby Wagner is necessarily that guy at this point because they have no middle inside linebackers, right? They need two. So you're talking about signing one and drafting one. I think they want that veteran who they can build around and uh, at least they know they have that. And, you know, and that'll help the younger guy that's next to him in the hope that that guy can eventually, you know, step into that role later on down the line. But we're yeah, talking I, two to three years, I think. I, I see what you're saying. Look, you could certainly make an argument for both cases. I certainly understand where you're coming from there. Now, to end on this whole thing, when you talk about free agency, how it's going to shape up for them, their offseason activity. Is it possible to sit here and offer a gauge as to how active the Giants are going to be or – is it mostly going to be contingent upon how they settle the Daniel Jones-Saquon Barkley thing first? I do think it's contingent on Saquon and Daniel Jones, but they're also going to be active in free agency. Uh, they have some gaping holes 
Uh, I mentioned defensive line. Joe Shane has actually – he almost makes it sound like that's his number one priority this entire offseason. And, and I know we sit there and talk about the quarterback a lot. I mean, he brings it up a lot. Defensive line depth, defensive line depth, defensive line depth. Like, they're going to add defensive linemen. And, it's like I said, inside linebacker, you hear uh, in Indianapolis the talk, you know, a lot of the free agent talk goes on. They're going to be active in that market as well. They're going to add a notable inside linebacker. That's going to be one of their big moves. So they're going to make a couple, you know, and that's really Joe Shane's goal, and that's how he has described how he wanted to build his team. You know, let's say two significant uh, free agent signings and then supplement with the draft. And I, I think that's, that's kind of what you're going to see this on. Like last offseason, it was Tyrod Taylor and uh, Mark Lewinsky. That's not exactly shopping no. at the top of the, you know, free agent class of, of any position. So I think they're going to be a lot more active this year. Same thing, two significant signings, but they're going to be more significant than those two. And then, you know, add young players through the draft. And we'll see. It's going to get interesting here. Jordan, always appreciate a couple of minutes, my friend. I'm sure we'll be doing this uh, a lot in the next couple of weeks once the free agency stuff gets underway. And uh, always appreciate a couple of minutes, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Monday and Tuesday, those are big days. Circle the calendar. Then the following Monday and Tuesday, watch out. Tampering period, baby. Here it comes. Who said there's an off season, Dan? There isn't. There is not at all. Maybe for two weeks in People July. People always say That's to me, it. actually, they say, if they went, do you, are you off now, like, when the season ends? Yeah. Like, Yo, you know, like, no, March, once March comes, it's busy for, like, still through the draft. Real busy. Huh. 100%. That, you know, that's that's the NFL, and that's the way they like it, too. It's a 12-month-of-the-year behemoth, and they like it that way. Have Figure a great show, it. man. Appreciate it. Hey, happy you. birthday to Mrs. Grasa. Okay. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it. I will deliver the message. I appreciate you, as always, pal. There's Jordan Renan. Covers the Giants for ESPN here with the birthday wishes. That is very, very nice indeed. And, and look, I keep saying it. Giant fans. You're going to finally learn what kind of general manager you have over the next couple of months, this offseason. This is, this is when we're going to find out what Joe Shane is all about. Last year, as Jordan just said, you know, they, he had only so much flexibility to get something done, made a couple of little tiny moves, a couple of draft choices. This is where you're going to know what type of dude you have in charge of your offseason and your franchise. You know, uh, and maybe if there's tough decisions to make, you can't be afraid to make those tough decisions. So interesting times ahead. I would say exciting times, too, if you're a Giant football fan. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. Let's talk a little Giant football. Want to hear from the fans? How should they handle the Jones situation? How much is too much? When do you call it quits? Saquon as well. And got to get into the latest on the Jets. Are they any closer? to finding a quarterback for the upcoming season. And on top of that, one of the quarterbacks who actually was on the team last year has spoken. We'll get into all that as well. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Big East tournament going to be nuts this year. I, I mean, it is each and every year. It's one of the great traditions that we have in our city and certainly at Madison Square Garden. But this season, I mean, the Big East, here, here's look. It's not a classic Big East conference this year to where, like, top to bottom, everybody, you know, brings something um, dangerous to the floor and, and, and could pose a problem. I mean, there's some bad teams. I mean, Pat Ewing's Georgetown team is, is dreadful this year. Um, you know, DePaul's a team that's not very good, even though, you know, they'll be prone to pick you off every so often. Um, I thought Thad Mata would have Butler at a better place than they are so far this year. And even our two local teams, as far as the Big East is concerned, um, you know, St. John's, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Mike Anderson when the season is over because they haven't really gotten to that next step yet with him, and it's been a few years already. You know, Shaheen is still in year number one at Seton Hall. Um, it's a transition year for them. They're just okay. You know, they have the one win over UConn, but other than that, a lot of their conference wins have just been like the bottom feeders. Villanova's a team that's getting hot right now. I mean... They had injuries at the beginning of the season. They're really starting to play well, and, and people are almost starting to already speculate, you know, boy, Villanova, could they have a special week in store for them next week at MSG to where they potentially steal that automatic bid and get back into the dance? That's what it's going to take for them. Villanova's not going to the tournament unless they win the Big East tournament. But other than that, you know, those top four or five, whether it's Creighton, whether it's Providence, uh, Marquette, UConn, Xavier – those are the beasts. Those are the heavy hitters. And if we get to Friday in the semifinals in that final four, UConn, Creighton, Marquette, Xavier, to me, those are the four best teams in the conference. If you get that final four, hey, that is a hot ticket. That is a great ticket. I hope we're getting given some tickets away. We should be given some tickets away for that session on Friday at the Garden because that is a place to see a huge, huge event. And, um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. As far as my Scarlet Knights are concerned, um, I'm still shaking off. Yeah, no, that, that's strong. Come on. That's not fair. We don't suck. But we blew a game on Thursday night in Minnesota, which is um, – I, I don't know how to describe it. Minnesota, I'll put it this way, Minnesota, who's in last place in the Big Ten, had lost 12 straight games coming in, trailed by as many as 14 throughout the game. They actually did not have a lead, not for one second of regulation, all 40 minutes. The only lead that Minnesota had was when the clock hit zero and they walked it off with a game-winning three-pointer. And that's not supposed to happen, especially when you have a 10-point lead with 70 seconds left in the game. How do you blow that game? Well, Rutgers found a way to do that on Thursday night. And the one that's, the, you know, I don't know how many people saw it. 
I might have been the only yo-yo watching it, but still, I'm into the college hoops. They're my team. It's my school. The thing that I, I, I can't comprehend, and I love Coach Pike, love him. He's got a lifetime contract there for a reason. I think when all is said and done, they're going to build a statue for him in Piscataway because that's how much he's turned this program around. We're on the verge of going to the tournament for the third straight year, which has never happened before in the history of the school. But even as this collapse was happening, they're up by two, five and a half seconds left in the game. Minnesota's inbounding the ball, have to go the length of the floor to sink to three to win it. They allowed Minnesota to do the whole, like, roll the ball. You know how teams do now in basketball? They, like, rolled the ball on the inbounds. And essentially, they allowed them to get the ball, like, a third of the way up the floor, like, almost to half court before applying any pressure on the ball handler to where as soon as he touches the ball, the clock was going to start. They should have had somebody on the ball immediately get the clock going so then they wouldn't have been able to set something up in five and a half seconds to potentially hit a walk-off three-pointer like they did. I, I Whatever. Bottom line is this. It's a horrible loss. You know, all the metric geeks are going to look at it and try to, you know, find ways to put them back on the bubble and that sort of thing. Here's what they got to do. You got senior night tomorrow night, regular season finale. You got Northwestern coming in. Go beat them. You already beat them in their place. Beat them again. Save face. Respond. And I think they will because they've been a resilient bunch here, even though they've lost five out of their last seven since Mawat Mag went down to a season-ending injury. But they'll respond. Because they have that in their DNA. So I'm not totally worried yet, but boy, it'll be a lot easier come Selection Sunday if they find a way to win that game tomorrow. Get to 19 and get yourself in a good position going into the uh, conference tournament next week in Chi-Town. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll do our football conversation when we return. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Franchise tag deadline day coming up on Tuesday. Will the Giants be using it on their quarterback? Will the Giants be using it on the running back? Saquon Barkley, only time will tell. Look, in a perfect world, and we've talked about this thing for weeks, and Jordan kind of echoed those sentiments when we had him on a couple of minutes ago. Perfect world for the Giants. You want to sign Daniel Jones to a contract, right? Because that 32.4 number, which would be the franchise tag for QB, you don't want that coming off your cap for this upcoming season. Even though the Giants have some flexibility, they'll have about, you know, the neighborhood. right now it's about, I think, somewhere in the 50 range to work with. Well, 32 coming off for your QB, that eats away a nice chunk of it here. 
If you have to do that with Saquon, you're only talking about $10 million. It's a little bit more accommodating and a little bit more affordable. Now, in an ideal situation, you want to get both of these guys signed to contracts, and you don't have to worry about using a franchise tag. But but nevertheless, um, it will potentially tell you what direction they're going to be going moving forward into free agency because you get everything situated by Tuesday, and then next week, beginning on Monday the 13th, that's when you could start talking to free agents around the NFL. It's the what they like to call the official tampering period in the National Football League to where you could talk to them on Monday, you could talk to them on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday the 15th, which is the start of the new calendar year in the NFL, that's when all these deals can be made official. But Monday is really when you start to heal the rumors. You're going to start to hear things reported like this player is in agreement with this team on a so-called deal and so on and so forth. Because, look, it, it's kind of a joke. It's nice that the NFL gives you like a 48-hour window to where you can have these conversations but you got to be a fool not to think that these conversations have been had already for weeks. Like, that's why the Combine, which is going on this week in Indianapolis, it's kind of like the worst-kept secret in the NFL that, like, agents are talking to teams and vice versa about players already this week. That's why when Monday the 13th rolls around and you're like, well, wait a sec, how do these deals get done so quickly? How are they able to come to an agreement so fast? Because the foundation is already being laid, for instance, this week in Indianapolis. You know, it's it's like the NFL's dirty little secret. And who cares? Like, why should they take exception to it? It keeps the sport in the news, right? It keeps the news cycle constantly churning, which is what we as fans can't get enough of. And there's nothing wrong with that, really and truly. All right, so Joe Shane, he was on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, and he was asked... How does he feel about getting a deal done with Daniel Jones after meeting with his agents for the last couple of days out there in Indianapolis? You're starting to feel the time crunch a little bit. I wish we were a little bit closer on a deal than what we are right now. But again, there's there's still time. We're going to circle back up again today at some point and, and meet with his representatives. And again, Daniel played well this year. We'd like to have him back. You know, again, we have different options in terms of whether it's a contract extension or utilizing the franchise tag. So in an ideal world, we'd get something done with him. Now, did you expect... Joe, to have to pay Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley when you took over this job as the GM. Yeah, I was hoping that would be. It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. It means that both guys have performed. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where, again, you know, Saquon went number two in the draft for a reason. So when he was coming out and you evaluate him, you're like, Jesus, this guy's a heck of a player. And he he had really, you know, really good production early in his career and then had an unfortunate injury. And no different than Daniel. You know, again, the the supporting cast maybe around him early on in his career. And one of our emphasis last offseason was, hey, how can we get the best out of Daniel Jones? And, you know, we made some improvements to the offensive line. And, you know, we did our best to create an offense that would accentuate his strengths. And, you know, I feel, you know, you saw the results on the field I like the way Jordan put it you know when I asked him give me the odds of Saquon Barkley being on this team next year in some capacity whether it's contract franchise tag whatever and he put it greater than 50 50 and I think that's about fair and 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 one of the elements to it was that Saquon Barkley his value to a team like the New York Giants is greater than what it would be let's say than if he was on some other team even if it's another team that needed a running back per se like For example, you know, you put a guy like Saquon Barkley on either one of these two teams that were in the Super Bowl last month. He's kind of going to get lost in the shuffle in a place like Kansas City. Plus, because, I mean, we got my guy Isaiah Pacheco there from Rutgers. He ain't going to see the field. Kidding. Um, 
And then in Philadelphia, you got so many other playmakers on that side of the ball that you kind of just, like, get lost a little bit. Whereas with the Giants, Saquon stood out because he was the number one guy. He was the guy that if you were Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka each and every week devising a game plan, you had to figure out ways, how do we get the ball in Saquon Barkley's hands as much as humanly possible? That's what this whole thing was about. But that wouldn't be the case necessarily if he was on some other team. But his value to this giant squad is huge. And yes, he's a running back. And yes, that you know that they have a shelf life. But Saquon Barkley is still playing at a high level. And I still think he's got at least a few more years of high-level, high-caliber football that, if you're a Giant fan, you hope is in your uniform. You know, because it's an odd circumstance, too, with Barkley. Yes, he's a running back, but he's also the guy who is the face of the franchise. The voice carries a tremendous amount of weight in that locker room, and normally the team leader is always like the quarterback. But Daniel Jones is not really like one of these like vocal guys. He's, you know, if you want to call him a lead by example. But Barkley, his presence is felt in that room. And I think it would be doubly costly if the Giants don't bring him back and if he is playing on a different team because, you know, that's one of those guys also that I'm sure Daniel Jones likes having around too to help take some of the pressure off of him because, look, now with this quarterback, he's going to get his raise in some capacity. And when he gets that raise, you're going to be expecting him to go even greater and above and beyond even what you saw last year because now you're paying this guy like a top-flight quarterback. And top-flight quarterbacks that make a lot of money are supposed to put their team on their backs. And Daniel Jones hasn't been that guy yet in his career. He just hasn't. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Julio. He's in Dix Hills. He's up next here on 98.7. Julio, how are you? Dan, how are you, man? Julio, I'm great. Talk to me. What's going on? Great show, man. I'm gonna look forward to hearing you on Saturday. Um, the whole Giants thing, you said it. I don't think you could have said it any better. We're going to pay Daniel Jones like he's Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. And I, I don't know what to say. If you franchise him, then how are we going to get – to get other weapons for him. And if you don't franchise him and you pay him all this money, do you think he'll revert back to the old Daniel Jones? I mean, it, I, I don't I don't know. Can he well, did we see enough last year? Did we did you did you see enough last year? No. I I, I didn't Julio, I didn't see enough to where I'm saying this guy's going to be Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or an elite quarterback in that category. No, of course not. But what I do know and I think that we all are probably in agreement with, and I think most importantly, even the Giants are as well. The Giants and all of us probably know that for Daniel Jones to play his best football, he needs weapons, and he needs Absolutely. some help around him. So what's the way to do that? you got to have some flexibility with your cap to be able to go in and bring in some high-priced talent because like anything else, Julio, when you go to the store, if you want nice things, nice things cost money, do they not? Absolutely, but I don't understand. Maybe it's – I thought Daniel Jones would have been a little bit more understanding of the situation he's in, saying to himself, look, they, they spent time on me. They were patient with me. I completely sucked for a while. I had a decent year last year. He has to know he's not worth this money. Now, I understand. Everybody's due. If, if you can go get your money, I get that. I'm not trying to say that. But he's not making it easy for himself, the team, 
ownership. So I don't know. You need to explain this to me, Dan. What is he thinking? Well, the thinking is this, Julio, and I thank you for the phone call. The, the, the problem is this. All right. Any player. That's your occupation. It's your job. We just look at them as players. But remember, that's their livelihood. They should be in a position to go out there and cash in and take in anything that they can salary-wise and financially, right? It's their vocation in life. And not to mention the fact if you're a football player, I mean, this is a grinding, dangerous occupation. I mean, I don't think we have to be reminded in any way of what went on on that field in Cincinnati on that Monday night not too long ago with DeMar Haplin. I mean, some dude almost lost his life playing this game. Scary. And remember in the days that ensued, we all were sitting here saying you can't begrudge any player that wants to go out there and get every last cent, every last dime that he possibly could because it is dangerous when you lay your body out there on the line like these guys do. So if you're Daniel Jones, hey, you cash in. Daniel Jones' value, unless I'm completely, completely going to be shocked in a few years down the road, Daniel Jones's value might never be higher than it is right now. Really. I mean, like, if you were a gambling man, and I said to you, put your house on the line, that Daniel Jones in five years from now is going to be one of the top, you know, five, six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL, would you do it? I wouldn't. He's coming off of a good year. I don't want to say great year, a good year. He's coming off of a good year with a coach that they seem to have a mutual understanding and a nice working relationship with one another and a coach that knows how to get the best football from his quarterback that now is when the stock is pretty high, cash in. And then guess what? If you do continue to improve, if the trajectory still continues to go upwards, then in a couple of years' time you're going to be in a position to get that next contract that makes you even richer. We'll see, but there are no guarantees with that. So right now, you get what's yours. And, hey, he already switched agents. Got to be some reason that's tied to this whole thing, right? We come back, we'll talk a little Jets. What's the latest with Aaron Rodgers? How about Derek Carr? And what about what one of the quarterbacks who's actually still on this roster thinking, who's also a free agent, about what lies ahead for this team in the quarterback room? Dan Gross's show, till 1230, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Coming up at the top of the hour, David Hollander. He is an NYU professor. He's also an author of a new book called How Basketball Can Save the World. We look forward to talking to David Ian Begley of SNY, NBA Insider, going to join us as well in the 11 o'clock hour. So a lot on the table between now and then. Real quick, by the way, busy week for us uh, for our normal 7 p.m. show. We're going to have a few of those this week. So we look forward to that because the Knicks are going out to the West Coast. So they graciously gave us the time to be able to do some shows. So after today, we'll talk to you again Monday night, 7 p.m., full show, full three-hour vehicle. So we are certainly excited. So a lot of you and me time uh, in the next couple of weeks here. Let's say hi to our good buddy Ira. He is in Staten Island. He's next here on 98.7. Ira, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dan, and uh, wish your wife a happy birthday. And Thank just, you, Ira. Uh, just a little advice. Uh, I gave up on the wrapping years ago. And the gift bag and, and the little uh, paper in it, it's a lot easier. It, that. Ira, you know what? It, it, it is, trust me, I, I hear what you're saying, but, and I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to brag. But if you're as good as this damn thing as I have gotten, I, 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 I frown down and I belittle the gift bag now. What Bring on the real wrapping paper. <laughs> All right, well, good. Well, then next, next September, I'm coming into the Coaches Club and you'll wrap a gift. Ira, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do a gift wrapping convention in the Coaches Club first game next year. How about that? There, there you go. Sounds <laughs> quick. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I could just imagine bottle with it. But, you know, getting get to the, uh, the whole Jet situation, I think this thing's going to be wrapped up by the middle of the week. And as much as I'm, I, I'm against it, I, I do believe Rodgers will be on the center week one. Um, you know, it, this has been in, uh, talked about nauseam already. But at, at the end of the day, I still think it's Woody-driven. I, I don't believe the football operations or personnel people are completely on board with this, but it is what it is. He's still a great quarterback. But they have to start forming this team. You mentioned Mike White, you know, in, before the commercial. they got to resolve what's going to be with him. they got roster moves, and none of this could be made until they settle on the quarterback. And isn't it kind of bizarre, unless there's some team that we don't know about, it's either like Pac, like Schefter said, either Packer, um, Rogers retires or he plays for the Jets. And to me, that's a little disturbing because how come there's 30 or 31 other teams that are not really like all in on, on Rogers the way the Jets are? It is, isn't it amazing, Ira? And I thank you for the phone call. Um, how, yeah. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it seems like, has two options. Seems like he's either going to play for the Green Bay Packers. Well, I mean, if he's going to still play football. Obviously, the other option would be he doesn't. He retires. Play for the Green Bay Packers or he's playing for the Jets. And who would have thought that was possible? Here's Adam Schefter, by the way. This was on SportsCenter yesterday talking about what the future has in store for the four-time MVP. My sense is there continue to be more and more signs about him leaving Green Bay. And I think in the end, my sense is that ultimately it will come down to whether he wants to play elsewhere, which would be really the New York Jets, or whether he wants to retire. To me, those are the two most logical options and the two most likely scenarios here. But again, we have not heard from Aaron Rodgers himself. Aaron Rodgers is not... I repeat, 
is not going to give up $60 million. He's not. Why would you? Why would anybody? Why would Aaron Rodgers? That's a lot of money coming your way. And not to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to half-ass this thing in any sort of way, but think about it. All you got to do is show up. All you got to do is play. And somebody's going to write you a check for $59 million? Rodgers is playing football. He, he, he is going to play this season. And if that's the case, if you believe it, he might be a Jet. And it might be by this week. And we might have all of our questions answered. And could you imagine just the craziness that's going to set off if Aaron Rodgers is the Jet quarterback? Forget about once the season gets here, but just like for the next several months leading up to, starting with, oh, if that happens, is he going to show up? Is he going to be a part of the offseason program? Because that would be nice. And that's, look, way back at the beginning of this process, that's what I said. If, you know, the thing about the pros and cons of bringing an Aaron Rodgers around, you would like the guy around for the offseason program. He's been a Green Bay Packer for, what, 15 years? And the Packers are ticked off in the fact that he hasn't been more present the last few years at the offseason program. That's one of the things that they wanted from him. By the way, Mike White is a free agent, right? Did a good job for the Jets. I thought, and I'll keep saying it, if he doesn't get hurt, I think the Jets made the playoffs last year. I think they would have got there. But Mike White went on the Joe Rose Show, 560 WQAM down in Florida yesterday, and was asked about the possibility of re-signing with the Jets. I mean, I would love to be back with the Jets. Like I said, the locker room's fantastic. Like, I I talk to all those guys every day, and – it's just, I don't know, we got to see. Things in this league change so fast and situations are so fluid and who knows what's going to happen when. Coach Salah can say one thing today and, and something could change in the week or so and plans change. And and, and I know how, how the NFL works and, and I'm never going to take anything too personal, but I, I do love, I really like that coaching staff. I really like that locker room and, and I would love to be back. Mike White's a good dude. He really and truly is. I've said that constantly. The room loves him. I think he's a good quarterback. And I wouldn't close the door of him returning to the Jets because the organization loves him. And he's happy here. His family likes it here. He's got two, you know, young kids, twins. There's going to be a new starting quarterback. It might be Aaron Rodgers. might be Derek Carr. But I've been saying, Mike White, I think, could come back here as the backup quarterback. And then Zach Wilson would be the number three. But I wouldn't close the door completely on Mike White returning to this team and might happen here in a couple of weeks. 800-919-3776. We come back, we'll switch gears. Looking forward to talking to David Hollander, an author. New book, How Basketball Can Save the World. This world needs saving. And who would have thought the simple answer was basketball all this time? David will explain it coming up next. Dan Gross, show till 1230, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 